Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. If you're a tennis fan, this is what you live for. The most played rivalry in men's tennis history played under the lights in Paris. All eyes on Roland Garros as we lead you up to the men's quarterfinal between Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal. Both of these legends back in the final eight for a record 16th time tonight. They meet for the 59th edition of this incredible matchup. Rafa comes in after being taken to five sets for just the third time in Paris. Two of his three losses here have come to Novak Djokovic, who enters this match as the defending champion. He's won nine straight matches, 22 sets in a row heading into tonight. Welcome onto our tennis channel, DraftKings desk, Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, and a very swift John Wertheim, who raced from the court on Chatrier to join us on the desk. You said swift. I thought you were going to say sweaty. (laughs) Good to be here with you. It's fantastic. I mean, listen, we've got the 59th edition of Djokovic Nadal coming up, but we got to talk about what just happened with Sasha Zverev getting his first ever top 10 win at a major back in the semifinals takes out Carlos Alcaraz. If you were going to get a top 10 win at a major, this is a heck of a way to do it. What a match we just saw that sort of had everything, a contrast in styles, a contrast in generations. We had recent history with Alcaraz making fast work, same surface of Zverev barely three weeks ago, more than three hours here. I mean, this crowd was absolutely intact. That's the only two people on the ground that did not necessarily like this match going so long. Nadal and Djokovic. <laughs> Everyone else was absolutely enthralled. What a match. Yeah, it was incredible. And you, know, you look at Alcaraz, who was the hottest player coming into this event, even with Nadal playing it. He was the guy who was one of the top three favorites. And Sasha Zverev, clearly he had something to say about it. Just a little chip on his shoulder there. And I think down the stretch that came through. He held up on his serve. It was impressive there in that tie break, the way uh, he didn't panic getting down the set point, turn things around. He has experience at this level and it really came through in the end of that match it it certainly did Alcaraz came in 14 match win streak he had beaten Sasha Zverev in the final in Madrid only lost four games so the German looking for some revenge and he came out and he came out firing this was just such high quality tennis start to finish the conditions changed a little throughout the afternoon it didn't much matter Zverev, a break, took the first set. Okay, well, now we've got our our teeth into a match, and then it was just more of the same. Just heavy hitting, wrong footing from Zverev here. Alcaraz so committed to the drop shot. 43 drop shots. Zverev won the second set. Here's one of those 43. Zverev won the second set with a break of serve. We get to 4-5. A break point for Zverev, which is a veritable match point. He didn't get it. And guess what happened? A winner from Alcaraz. The crowd is going nuts. The proverbial, they want more tennis. And to a fourth set, we go. And even within these sets, there were mini dramas. Uh, momentum swaying back and forth. We see the absolute pounding. That is with Zverev serving for the match and Alcaraz breaking him at love. And we figure that the scar tissue, as Paul and Brett were talking about, would be too much. We go to a breaker. Zverev and tiebreakers, 11-2 on the season. And he got down a mini break, got it back. Look at that, sticking the backhand. 
That was one of 39 winners for Zverev against only 34 errors. Look at some of these points. I mean, look at the score. This is four all and a four set breaker in a major quarterfinal. Look at the shot selection. Look at the shot making. This is a six all. Zverev showing some real athleticism here. And then guesses right. Knocks off that volley to set up match point. One point later. There you go. What a win. I mean, he celebrated like he won a major. And for him and everything he has been through in his career recently, you see that celebration. That contained a lot of history right there. When he lost to Alcaraz in Madrid, he said, this is the best player in the world. John, he told you after winning this match, the biggest factor to his success going forward, the unforced errors, Chanda, 56 for Alcaraz. Yeah, and that kind of came through at times where he was just overplaying. But Zverev, it's so difficult to get the ball by him. He's so rangy, moves beautifully. And what you saw Alcaraz trying to get around the Zverev backhand, that caused a few more unforced errors. But solid from Zverev there with 39 winners and just 34 unforced. You can't play a lot cleaner as an aggressive player. All credit to Zverev, but let's just dwell for a minute on Alcaraz. He's 19 years old. This is probably the biggest match of his career, and the way he stuck with his convictions. More than 40 drop shots. I don't know if you saw that stat. 50 charges to the net, 134 points. I am so impressed by the athleticism, the ball striking, the offensive defense, but just sort of mentally, he did not waver from his game plan. I was so impressed by him as well. Remember, he is just 19 years old. A lot still to come for Carlos Alcaraz. But Sasha Zverev, impressive stuff, gets back to the semifinals here for the second straight year. We got to talk about the match that's coming up in about a half hour behind us on court. Philippe Chatrier, the 59th meeting, more than any other rivalry in men's tennis history. 30-28 overall for Djokovic. Nadal, 7-2 against Djokovic at Roland Garros. But Djokovic has won two of their last three meetings here. On play, Nadal has the edge, 19-8. But that actually started 9-0 for Nadal. Let's hear from both of these guys ahead of tonight's match. On the other hand, you know, Nadal, obviously, uh, well-anticipated match. Uh, I think when the draw came out um, for a lot of people. Um, I'm glad that I, you know, didn't spend too much time on the court uh, myself up to quarterfinals, uh, knowing that, you know, playing him um, in Roland Garros is, is always a physical battle along with everything else that happens. And um, it's it's a huge challenge and probably the biggest one that you can have um, here in Roland Garros. So I, I'm ready for it. I'm, you know, I'm ready for both of these guys. I, I, I like the way I've been feeling, the way I've been hitting the ball. I'll focus on what I need to do, and um, I like my chances against uh, against both of them. How do you use a match like this to help you as you go to such a big match in the next round? I don't know. I'll let you know later. But <laughs> I think uh, the only thing that I can say is, uh, I don't know. Um, I know how my situation is at this stage of my career, so I, I always have in my mind, that, my mind that every time that I go out here, maybe it's my last match in my tennis career in this amazing court. So I just try to, to fight and enjoy as much as I can. And after tomorrow, going to be a, another opportunity to play against uh, the number one player of the world in front of an amazing crowd. So it's just going to have fun. I'm going to try to do as much, as good as possible. <laughs> That mindset is incredible, always playing every match like it could be his last. 17th straight year that these two play each other. Third straight year here at Roland Garros. Chanda, what's going to be one major factor to determine the winner? 
Well, I think one of the things to look for is who wins that first set. That has often kind of determined who has the early advantage. It gives you a look at who's ready to go right out of the gate. Of course, in three out of five sets, Nadal has come back plenty of times. But in this type of big match against Djokovic, a player who can defend as well, who has the confidence and the shot-making ability on this surface, that first set becomes critical. So I'll be looking to see who kind of gets, gets off to a good start. I'll give you a, a wild card. Keep an eye on the crowd. Um, when Nadal won his fourth round match, Djokovic's name came up and the crowd booed. Uh, when Djokovic took the court yesterday, there were a couple of boos. I wonder if the crowd asserts itself, as it often does. It likes to insinuate himself in the action. I mean, Djokovic, look, he stared down Roger Federer with the Wimbledon crowd against him. He's used to this, but keep an eye. I mean, it's a nighttime crowd. They've already had this, this night warm-up match to sort of get their, uh, to get their mood going. I think the crowd could be a real factor tonight. Djokovic does get motivated by that. You mentioned the first set. The winner of the first set has won 50 of the previous 58 meetings. Not last year, though. Nadal won the first set. Djokovic won the match. We are leading up to the big one. Edition number 59 between Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal coming your way. Top of the hour, live exclusively on Tennis Channel. We'll be talking to Jim Courier about this match. He's on the call with Jason Goodall. Don't go anywhere. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It is a gorgeous Tuesday night in Paris. Steve Chanda John back with you on TC Live. A reminder that Tennis.com is your online source for everything you need during Roland Garros and all year long. Right now, John Burkock has the 10 things you need to know about the 59th meeting between Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal coming your way top of the hour. Looking ahead to our schedule on Wednesday, four more quarterfinals for you. Beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern, Daria Kazetkina taking on Veronica Kudermitova. Then Iga Sviantek goes for her 33rd win in a row against American Jesse Pagula, who just picked up a doubles win with Coco Golf. Rublev, Chilich, and in the night session, Kasper Rude and Holger Rune. For tomorrow's forecast, here's Fox Weather. Hey there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Mothers' Jason Fraser, and here's tomorrow's Rolling Garros forecast. So it's going to be absolutely beautiful for all of you tennis pros in Paris, France. We are talking about highs in the low 70s and a mix of sun and clouds and no rain in sight. And don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV devices. Thanks, Jason. It is beautiful tonight. Scene set for Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal. When we come back... We've got a chat with a guy who knows something about winning the title here in Paris. Two-time champion Jim Courier joins us to discuss the big match at the top of the hour. Welcome back. We are less than 30 minutes away from the night session at Roland Garros, the big quarterfinal. Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal meeting for the 59th time. And we are happy to welcome in Hall of Famer, two-time Roland Garros champion Jim Courier, who joins us from the Whoop booth. Jim, listen, there are no Whoop, there he is. There are no secrets between these two tonight. A tennis court, 78 feet by 27 feet. They know the dimensions. What area is going to be most important in this match? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, 
you know, Nadal, the, the four hours and 21 minutes spent on court in his last round to get here, how might that impact it if it does become the normal physical match that we've become used to seeing? How does he hold up physically? There's never a question about his mentality nor his game. Uh, yes, he didn't play his best against Felix. He had some head-scratching moments where the unforced error count climbed, but he problem-solved his way through it. He probably won't have as much of an opportunity against Djokovic because Djokovic is a better player than Felix and more experienced. So, you know, look, how does he hold up physically? Djokovic is peaking at the right time. The guy hasn't dropped the set since Alcaraz beat him in Madrid. I don't think there's a question on what he's going to bring, and he also won that little skirmish between these guys off the court with their camps. Who would win? Day match for Nadal, night match for Djokovic. It's a night match. So, look, I don't know. My, How do you bet against Nadal here? But I think given all the circumstances, Djokovic is a clear favorite in this one, guys. Well, Jim, the match we just saw finish between Zverev and Alcaraz I mean, had us all on the edge of our seats. What did you make about how Zverev closed that match out, and, and how do you see his chances, uh, depending on who gets through this it one? It was an impressive performance by Zverev. He was so solid and so secure in what he was doing. I loved his aggression on his forehand. Did he have bobbles with the second serve? Did he have his doubts? Yes. But did he stick to his guns? Absolutely. And what a rifle shot on match point. Alcaraz has showed he does not lack the game to win at this level. He's beaten the top players. What he lacks is experience, and that was crystal clear in the opening stanzas in this match, the first two sets. He just gave it to Zverev. He was too anxious, too eager. He looked like a normal teen, and we haven't seen him look normal most of this year. Uh, there's a lot to like about what Alcaraz is going to continue to bring from the game, but he needs a big debrief with his team to understand why he was able to get down the way he did early. He did, an, uh, obviously, a terrific job of putting it together the last couple sets and improving. But this is a big learning curve out here at the majors. Not a lot of room for mistakes, and Zverev made him pay for it today. Speaking of making uh, seeds pay for mistakes, uh, number one seed Djokovic is playing the night session tonight. Last night, the number two seed played the night session, and Daniil Medvedev did not win a set. What happened in that match? Well, Chilich is a tough player. Medvedev has said time and time again he doesn't love clay. He played awfully well en route to this round, John. He, he looked, he's in a pretty good impression of a clay quarter, and, and we know if he has a good service night that he's going to be in this match, but Chilich has the size to be able to handle the service angles of Medvedev, right? He's got the big wingspan, and when he's on on the return, we know how good he can be. This is really nice for Chilich. He's had a tough couple of years. This is a big moment for him, and when he's says that maybe one of the best matches he's ever played in his life you got to believe him and uh, that's that's kind of uh, really surprising in a pleasant way and for Medvedev you know look this is not his best chance I think he looked better movement wise than he has on this surface but Chilich when he's hot I mean he beat a murderer's row when he won that U.S. Open by blasting guys off the court and he was able to do it last night can he sustain it going forward that's another question we'll look forward to seeing him play tomorrow and, Jim, we look forward to hearing you on the call with Jason Goodall about 15 minutes away from the big one between Nadal and Djokovic. Can't wait. Thanks, guys. All right. We are almost ready. Novak Djokovic getting limber, getting ready to go. These two have combined for 41 Grand Slam singles titles, nearly $300 million in prize money when we come back. The women's quarterfinal highlights from earlier today, including an All-American matchup. It is approaching 9 p.m. in Paris. That means almost 3 p.m. Eastern time in the States. 
Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal getting ready to take the court on Philippe Chantrier for their 59th meeting. We are getting you ready on our Tennis Channel DraftKings desk right in between courts three and four here on site. Steve Weissman, Chandler Rubin, John Wertheim back with you earlier today. Seems like a long time ago that we had the women's quarterfinals. We saw Alcaraz play in the men's. We had a couple teenagers for the ladies. First all-lefty quarterfinal here since 1981. Our Martina played in that one. There was a different sure. Martina who took the court today, Chanda. Trevisan taking on Layla Fernandez. And we saw at a certain point Fernandez started having problems with her foot, her father. They're telling her to stop playing, but Fernandez is a competitor, and she refused sure. to Here's go away. Trevisan, though, had a bit of an advantage taking that first set, but uh, Fernandez, she dug in, and it looked like Trevisan was going to take it in two, but Fernandez, every time it looked like she was down and out, like she couldn't get the shots, she stayed in there, and she fought back, and in the tie break, it was just digging deep from Fernandez. She was able to get that second set, but in the third, we again saw her struggle with her movement and Trevisan able to take advantage. She has been here before. This is her second major quarterfinal here at Roland Garros, and she would not be denied. It was tough for her at the end, though. Nothing was easy, but finally she was able, Trevisan, to get a handle on her nerves, to take the moment, and how sweet it is when you have a little adversity and you're able to get through it, as Trevisan did. Tough day for Fernandez. Hopefully she can get close to 100% as soon as possible, but a big win for Trevisan. First major semifinal for Martina Trevisan. She's now won 10 matches in a row, John. Uh, had some interesting moments to, to be able to pull through against a player who was not at 100%, but to be able to get through to the Final Four for the first time, extremely impressive. Yeah, I mean, this, this is tennis, right? The, the binary of tennis, and you could spin that the other way and say, look, she had match points in the second set, didn't convert. What mental fortitude to come back, to reset, playing every recreational player knows, playing an injured opponent is no fun. Here she is. This was the biggest match of her career, and it was dramatic, but she closed it out. <laughs> Ten and two here at Roland Garros. Only two wins at all other Grand Slams combined. Then we had the All-American matchup. Guaranteed an American in the Final Four. Sloan Stevens, Coco Golf meeting for the second time. Experience beat youth last year. But it smelled like teen spirit today, Chanda. Yeah, Coco Golf came out ready to play and maybe took Stevens a little bit by surprise with how well she started. But Stevens was impressive the way she battled back. But Golf, when she needed to, she dug deep, started going to her weapons and the movement. That has been one of the factors that has been tough for opponents to deal with. Golf able to get those extra balls back. You throw in the mixing of pace and the drop shots and. The errors from Stevens at times, that was the story. But it, overall, it really was golf. She just didn't go away. She kept the pressure on. I love those types of moves into the net. These were important games early in the second set, and golf just held strong. Doesn't have the experience of Stevens at this stage, but she is quickly getting it, Steve. And she stayed so focused. That was impressive against another good mover in Stevens, but it was golf who just beautifully slid into some of these shots and in the end gets it to fall her way. She has not dropped a set yet this fortnight. And after the match, join John on court. I mean, I'm just enjoying life. I mean, before I would just be so hyper-focused that I wouldn't even walk in around in the city because I thought it had to be tennis, tennis, tennis. But um, yeah, before my match, well, not today because I had to wake up early, but in the matches that I play later, I would go walk around the city and go for a bike ride and, and just know uh, and just enjoy it, really. 
We are enjoying watching Coco Goff, 18 years old, first major semifinal. She will be the favorite against Martina Trevisan in that match to make her first major final. The other quarterfinals tomorrow. Coco, by the way, and Jesse Pagula still in the doubles together. They won their match earlier this evening. We are coming back with much more here on TC Live leading up to the top of the hour and the one you're all waiting for. Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal, number 59. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. City of love, city of light. The stars will be shining at night. Roland Garros 2022 and when the draws came out, this is the one everyone wanted a ticket to. The men's quarterfinal between Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic. Fans already inside Chatrier as it is time for our DraftKings Sportsbook match preview. Uh, John Achanda, it is not often that Rafa Nadal is the underdog at Roland Garros. Listen, he's won 13 times. Uh, John, he's getting three and a half games tonight. What do you make of this? Three and a half games? Uh, don't look at us. Just look at the board because Rafa Nadal underdog at Roland Garros is something you are unlikely ever to see again. It's like a shooting star. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like Pavarotti is the underdog at the Met. This is Nadal's house. But I think a lot of this is based on recent events. Just the last 48 hours, as Jim Courier said, Nadal had to play more than four hours, and Novak Djokovic has been absolutely breezing. It's a night match, which probably favors Djokovic. There's also this sort of Damocles that is Nadal's foot. I think you add that up together, and I think those odds actually do make some sense, even though a guy who's 109-3 and at an event is not the person uh, you necessarily think is going to be the underdog. Yeah, it seems like it's a little bit of a couple of different years for Nadal just in a short span of time. If you had looked at these odds at the beginning of the year when he was on that win streak, won the Australian Open, Grand Slam number 21, it, just, it looked like he would be unbeatable here at Roland Garros. But I think with the physical issues and with just some of the, the problems that Nadal has spoken about, it affects these odds. And Djokovic, with how he's rounded into form, he is the favorite. And we'll see how that plays out uh, in terms of the match. But it could be some, you know, good opportunities here, Steve. Maybe. Great opportunity, Chanda. <laughs> I mean, listen, 109-3, and three, John said it. But Djokovic hasn't dropped a set yet. We will see how it all plays out. A reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers can bet a dollar, win $100 if any point is won. If you're not in the Sportsbook state, download any of the apps. Play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use that code POINT when you sign up today. All right, we got to keep breaking it down because we are leading up to the walkouts here, Chanda. Uh, what are you going to be looking for at the start of this match? You know, I think it's a, it's three out of five. So it's a long match. The first couple of games may not matter as much, but certainly which player starts to hold serve just a little more comfortably. That could come into play. That could determine who settles in the quickest and who is able to get that little bit of an advantage if there is one in the first set. So I'll be looking at, you know, the first few games, particularly with Djokovic and just how relaxed he is. He at times is a little more defensive, just kind of seeing where his opponents are on a given day. I think that is, you know, maybe a slightly different mindset than what he has against Nadal. But 
maybe he'll be a little defensive. Maybe he'll defend, kind of see where Nadal is if he gets a few mistakes, a few errors. And I think for Djokovic, he'll look to work his way into this match in terms of his aggressive play. Uh, usually we, we swivel our eyes as tennis fans from one side to the other. I think tonight, I'm, first I'll be looking down. I think we're all sort of checking on Rafa's foot. So far, it hasn't given us any indication of, of the injury that sidelined him and obviously bothered him so much uh, in Rome, but uh, the, the foot's always going to be a concern, and I think I'm going to be looking up because I do think that nighttime, the crowd, the buzz, the anticipation, these are knowledgeable tennis fans. They know that history is at stake. Nadal and Djokovic have both sort of fomented this by lobbying about the time of play. Nadal saying, you know, this could be my last match. Who knows? I think the crowd could be, I could be wrong here, but I, I think the crowd could be a real factor tonight. We will see. Listen, uh, the crowd is getting ready to go. They're outside. They're moving inside. Everybody is looking forward to this one. Chanda, during your career, you obviously played some people more than others. There are no secrets between these two. When you approached a match like that, how was it? I just think that it's about who can get into their rhythm the fastest, who is going to execute on the night. I'm curious to see the drop shot. We've seen mm -hmm. that shot a lot this clay court season. How much Djokovic maybe throws that in early just to test the movement of Nadal, to see where it is. I mean, those are really the things you look for when you are two players who know each other's games as well. And this is the scene outside right behind us, in fact, from our DraftKings desk. They've got a beautiful setup where the old bull ring used to be. Big screen TV. So fans, if they don't have a ticket inside, can watch this match outside. If you're one of the lucky few, you are inside right now. And looking forward to what could be history. As Nadal told you, John, this could be his last match. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to approach this. I mean, it's, it's sort of... No, no lose when you approach a, a situation like that. And we forget, I mean, you know, in, in a few days from now, he's turning 36. That, that is a big number. And this is a guy who won a major. We all know the majors that are at stake with this. We all know 21 versus 20. And there's a, really a, a two-major swing, potentially, anytime these guys play each other. But you step back, these guys, 41 majors you talked about, Steve, is a combined number. How about this combined number? 71. That's going to be their combined age when the tournament ends. So uh, who knows? They, they played in the quarterfinals of this event in 2006. Um, I, ironically, the match didn't complete because Djokovic retired. I think their, their durability's gotten a little bit better since then. Um, you know, they, these guys have played more than five hours uh, in, in other matches. But it's, um, I think we forget that these guys are very much star one and star two in, in tennis right now. But we also forget that uh, 35 and over, both of them. Listen, Nadal got his 300th career Grand Slam win earlier here at Roland Garros. So two guys with at least 300 major victories. That is a first in the open era. Djokovic got his 1,000th career win in Rome. So now another first. Two players with at least 1,000 match victories going head-to-head. -head. And this is the first time since two of the big three got to 20 major titles that they have played each other, Jim. Yeah, and we haven't seen them play since last year here. And so that may factor in just kind of getting the lay of the land early on. And we also talk about conditions. It's a little cooler as we go deeper into the night session. We'll see how that changes as the match goes on, who maybe has the early advantage because of it, and, you know, how these titans really adjust as this match progresses. This is one for all the history, for all the legacy. It is time to walk out the players. And you can see right now as the sun sets over Paris, 
the beautiful stadium and, and that roof came into play two years ago remember in that final they closed it everybody said oh Djokovic is going to run away with this no sir Nadal won that one so we're going to send it inside right now to our booth Jason Goodall and Jim Courier take it away Jason.